Hey guys, welcome to another East Coast Rams podcast. I am one your co-host Ashton here with my awesome co-host Zach. Uh, happy bye week. Uh, long needed, long overdue, however you want to say it, Zach. Uh, very much needed uh, after our first nine or so games. How are you feeling? Hey, I've been, I feel great. I mean, it's a, it's good to have a bye week. It's a, it's nice just to take a break, you know, not have to be super stressed about what's going to be happening on Sunday. You kind of just kind of relax, watch the other games, see what's all happening. Um, yeah. I mean, couldn't ask for a better weekend. It was nice out here. The weather was nice. Got to go outside. So got to really enjoy the fall weather that we got going on here. How about you? How's your bye week going? Uh, it went fine, you know, got to do a lot of stuff, got some big uh, things I wanted done at work done. So, you know, uh, good personal achievements. Fantasy, I went one and one. So uh, in our league, Zach, I won and now I'm only one game back. Uh, and, you know, uh, what can I say? I started off two and four and now I'm uh, tied for second place. Well, I'm still in first. Uh, I also won. So uh, rub it um, in, rub it in. So yeah, a lot going on there. But it's been fun to do this fantasy league with you and with the rest of the crew uh, that are doing that. But let's talk about Rams. I mean, it is bye week, but there are still some Rams news that are coming out as we enter into Week 11 officially. Uh, now that it's Tuesday on our recording date. Um, so first things first, let's talk about let's. There is some news that came out today. I want to we'll get to that because I think that'll be more of a, a decent conversation. But so we did get Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is officially now an LA Ram. He has signed with the Rams. Um, but really, this week, I mean, that was almost a week ago, and now we are actually hearing from Sean McVay. He had his Monday presser yesterday, um, and you know, he came out and basically was like, um, it was it was their chance to upgrade. The quarterback room now again why they didn't do this weeks prior not really sure um you know at least a week prior but i think you know some of the reporting that's coming out i think it did give us some insight into what actually happened um because even in you know there's a lot of articles that were saying that sources were saying that carson wentz was actually reaching out to um the jets, jets. um after their, you know, kind of abysmal loss and was trying to check in with them because, you know, they are more of a playoff contender. And if you remember last week, that's what I, that's what I thought. I, I wasn't thinking that this was a Rams sleeping on Carson Wentz. It was Carson Wentz just wanting to be with a team that was going to be a contender in the playoffs. Jets kind of basically turned them down. So he decided to go on with the Rams. That is, that is nuts with how bad Zach Wilson is playing. And, uh, yeah, exactly. and, and maybe it has to do with Aaron Rodgers. Like, like again, you know, Aaron Rodgers is that kind of quarterback who's like the spotlight's on him, and he's planning on coming back in a month now. Um, and so I don't think he wants anybody else to kind of come into that that quarterback space. Doesn't matter if you lose four or five more games and you can't make the playoffs in the AFC. Like. I just think you do what is best for your ball club in that moment. And I understand Aaron Rodgers has a big personality, but he's going to be able to deal with it. Like Carson Wentz, again, what I was going to say, 
is kind of like he hasn't lit the world on fire in the last two, three years, but he's been serviceable. He's been solid, and he's been a lot better than Zach Wilson. So a little nuts that you would kind of turn that down when your team feels like, like it has all the pieces, you're just QB can't throw down the yep. field, can't make basic reads, and Zach Wilson hasn't grown at all in his last three years. So um, I think it's a good pickup by us. It, like you said, long overdue. I honestly think coming out of camp, and we said this, uh, we did not like our backup QB situation. We thought Brett Rippon and um, I, I like Bennett, but like once Bennett became unavailable, like Brett Rippon wasn't going to be it, and we knew that, and they just kind of wasted a roster spot on him, sadly say. Like you knew what you had in him, and just I think Wentz is somewhat of the same thing, but at least he has a higher ceiling, higher floor, and, you know, Maybe he does a miracle comeback. It's happened before in the NFL, but uh, we'll we'll see how he does in a better offensive system than he's been in. But let's just hope that that doesn't have to actually come to fruition. Uh, Sean McVay, again, during his presser, said that uh, Stafford should be good to go for week 11. Uh, He can grip the ball. He can throw the ball. So good progress there. Um, So this is really just kind of as a, you know, really as a backup. Um, situation with Carson Wentz so the real question become like after this season do you think the a do you think the Rams will want to keep him as a backup and b do you think Carson Wentz will want to stay as a backup if he gets zero playing time I think it depends if he plays this year at all I feel like if he plays he will and the Rams and it's not because Stafford is out for, like, a season-ending injury or, like, if he basically plays and Stafford is going to come back next year, I think if he does good enough, he'll be kind of like Baker, if you know what I mean. Kind of like a team looking for, like, a Washington or something like that. If one of these rookies kind of completely falls off, maybe even the Panthers, you could see them bring in a veteran to kind of, like, uh, right that ship and try to make it more stable. But if he doesn't play a lot, I do think our culture will kind of keep him around uh, potentially as long as the team doesn't throw him a crazy payday, which I don't think they will. So, yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I think he would serve as a good backup. Um, you know, I, I don't, you know, obviously I would rather have Stafford come in and, and stay in and stay healthy. Um, but if we keep Wentz, it does it, it allows us to not have to focus solely on trying to find Stafford's replacement next year. Um, we could, and we could find his replacement next year, but he could, he could still be in that learning phase. Like we could then carry three quarterbacks knowing that, you know, if something happened to Stafford in 2024, we have Carson Wentz as a backup on top of, whoever our whoever potential we could get if depending on where we fall within the draft um obviously if we're on the higher end of the draft where you know we're picking up you know a a good pick you know that's a different story but as we said quarterback really you know some people debate about Stafford but realistically there's other positions that we really could focus on outside of quarterback and so 
it, it's just all a, it's all a game that we're going to have to make. But we have to have a st- healthy Stafford at the end of this year. If we don't have a ha- healthy Stafford by the end of this year, you better believe that we're going to be looking at the quarterback position going into the draft. Yes. So a lot of the QB conversation kind of depends on his Stafford and his health and how confident the team is. I think right now, if everything stays as it is and they're going to play Stafford next year and he stays healthy, um, I expect this team to kind of look at the end of the first to probably trade up from the second uh, to try to get a QB that falls. Uh, there's a few QBs like Bo Nix, Shadir Sanders that are going to be like late first rounders uh, that are quality like in other drafts they would go a lot earlier but just because of how top heavy this QB draft is uh and how the first round is gonna shake out uh I definitely think this team will end up going QB in the first two rounds if everything stays as is and they try to get someone to sit behind Stafford for a year or two uh you you gotta like start preparing uh, for life after Stafford uh, especially sure. with the injury issues in the last two years. Yep. And then yep. if, uh, like you said, if we bring back Wentz, uh, even with the rookie, I would be perfectly fine with that. I, I think it only helps the uh, room to have all three there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so some other news. Let's let's talk a little bit more about the injury updates. Uh, we did get a lot because of this bye week. It did allow us to to get healthy. Um, as we already mentioned, Stafford looks good to go. We should be getting Ernest Jones back. We should be getting Rob Havenstein back. So our offensive line should be much stronger, um, almost Hunter as Long. strong as it was uh, week one. We're going to get Hunter Long. Has been he's been activated to the twenty one. Um, they're very cagey about if he would actually play this week, but he is at least back on the the 21 day window from IR. Um, um, Bobby Brown, the third, he is also going to be returning and is expected to play um, in week 11. Uh, so, kind of some big updates. Um, obviously, people, we said this last week on the pirate on the podcast. Um, Kyron Williams um, will not be back. Will not be eligible to be back from IR until week 12. It's not four weeks. It's four games. He has to be out for, um, for that. So bye week doesn't count. So we will not see him until um, week 12, but Sean McVay had a lot of good things to say about um, Kyron Williams uh, again in his presser yesterday, just about like him missing in this. He, he feels like he's a core player to this team. And we saw that for the first several weeks, uh, but he had a lot of good things to say about Kyron Williams mm-hmm. Um, just about his presence and his presence not being there. Just, you know, it's not the same uh, without him. So that's good things to hear. And we're, we're really wanting him to come back. Um, and that'll be another big week in week 12. Um, uh, any thoughts about the about us getting some of our key players back? I think Haven sign is a big one. Again, shuffling that line all around. It's it's nowhere near as bad as it was last year, mm-hmm. but it's hurting. It's still hurting us a good amount. Uh, yeah. So, getting Ernest Jones back, our play caller on the defense. Yeah. Now Fuller did a really good job, kind of keeping in things, and you know that they they played pretty well against Green Bay on defense. It just again when it, when your offense isn't keeping on the field, you're going to have problems. So um, he did an admirable job of of making sure the play calls were being called. Um, 
you know, in Ernest Jones is missing his time. So, uh, but it's definitely glad to have your main caller, just like, you know, your quarterback, you got to have your main play caller back um, and ready to go. Um, other big news, uh, Ram sign uh, Keir Thomas to the active roster spot and waving Zach Van Volkenberg. Uh, he has a very cool name. Um, what are you, what are your thoughts about this? I mean, I know Volkenberg wasn't necessarily a um, standout player, but he did have a few pretty good plays that that really helped the defense out. First off, I think he's going to get added back to practice squad. Um, I would be surprised if he isn't, but. That's assuming someone doesn't pick him up. You know, maybe the Seahawks want to pick up somebody else. Uh, We'll talk about that in week in in our preview part, but. Yeah. Um, That's just petty, but whatever. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Keir Thomas is good. Uh, Zach. I, I don't know, like. Uh, just looking at the last few games and then looking after really week three, we were getting torched by tight ends. And now, again, it's hard to tell because sometimes the coverages, it's more on the safety to cover, pick up the tight end, uh, sometimes on the linebacker. Uh, you don't know if the cornerback was supposed to leave them or not because we play a lot of zone. So it's hard to tell when you don't have like, the play call on sure. your screen and you can tell exactly. But for the most part, I think it was a lot of blown coverages by our linebackers. And um, they were also not being great in run defense either. So it's like you, you're getting slashed on both fronts, especially by tight ends. And uh, it wasn't good enough. And so they're trying with Kai. Thomas, a player that this coaching staff has had around for, I believe, the last few years. And uh, we'll we'll see what he has on the active roster. Uh, yeah, you know, I, again, I really hope that he does come back on. I do hope that Van, that uh, that Von Volkenberg uh, does come back uh, to the act uh, to the uh, practice squad only because, you know, again, was he the most standout defensive uh, linebacker back there? No. But he did have some good plays. I mean, he did get a sack on Carson or on uh, Carson Wentz, Jesus Louise, uh, Jalen uh, Hurts. Um, you know, he he did do a couple of those tip balls that we did get back as an uh, interception. So, like, he had some decent plays that he was out there. Um, you know, he just he you know, you go look at seeing how many times he actually made a tackle was very far and few between. Whether that means he was he blew the coverage or what. So. Um, just knowing that, but Keir Thomas, he had a pretty good preseason. So it was kind of curious to know why he didn't even get an active roster spot. Um, Cause when you looked at, you, you looked at him, um, he had two and a half sacks and four quarterback hits. Again, it's preseason. You're not always facing, you know, tier one uh, offense, but you know, just, just knowing that it was kind of interesting that he didn't even make, he didn't even get a spot because he, he did play pretty well in the preseason. Yeah. Um, I think it was one of those things where they must've been more comfortable with Falkenberg in coverage. That's my only guess. Or they thought they needed more of a coverage linebacker than a blitzing one. 
in that spot across from Ernest Jones, which is funny because they've been blitzing more this year. So uh, I don't know. Well, and I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Do you think that they would shift some people around a little bit? Do you think that, you know, we would, you know, bring um, Hoyt maybe on the inside and, you know, put Keir Thomas on the outside, you know, maybe uh, I would think more that they're more likely to go down to a one linebacker and start bringing more safeties on the field. Three safeties instead of two. Sure. It just seems weird that we're, I guess we, you know, whatever it is what it is. Um, All right, moving on. Uh, Rams are also in the bin in the news uh, quite a bit about um, trying to potentially add some more players to their team. Um, and they seem to keep losing out on um, specifically cornerbacks that keep getting um, uh, waved off teams and they keep trying to pick it up and then can keep getting uh, kind of dissed on that a little bit. Um, but one uh, current spot that I don't think has been picked up yet is running back Michael Carter from the Jets. He was recently released and he's kind of the the latest uh, potential possibility for the Rams. Um What's your take on this? I mean, we do have Kyron Williams coming back in week 12. Um, I think Ronnie Rivers is beyond that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they've actually specifically give us a timeline on his. Um, and right now we got, you know, um, uh, we got Henderson, we got Freeman. So where, where do you see, see us with that? So I think uh, you have to look at the connection with Michael LaFleur and the Jets. Uh, so this is a player Mike has seen up close and personal. And I thought, because um, I've had Michael Carter on fantasy, so I've watched a lot of his games. And, you know, he's a great receiving back. Um, not the best down, like, the middle, but solid, uh, very serviceable. And his uh, blocking was terrible at the first start of his career. But near the second half of last year he started getting a lot better like pretty solid uh i would say probably better than freeman um, i don't know about probably worse than um henderson but you know um i like gaskin i wish they would have let him stick around a little bit longer to kind of get his feet under a on or sorry kind of get himself used to the offense. Uh, but, you know, they uh, cut him, so I don't know if they're going to pick up Michael Carter. I just – I feel like Royce Freeman is a little bit just bland. You could probably get a higher upside player in that spot. Yeah, I don't disagree with you on that. Um, you know – you know, I, I do like Daryl Henderson. You know, he's he's a he's a very reliable workhorse. Um, you know, he he's able to get you the yards that I think you need. Um, you know, what I think they're trying to look for is they're also they're trying to look for that that passing threat, and I think that's what Carter kind of brings to it, and especially yes. Carter under Lafleur. Um, you go back and you look at the two seasons that he was with them. Uh, it was like seventy-seven catches. Uh, you know, almost seven hundred yards. Uh, or 600 yards. It was just over 600 yards, um, and you know that that's what he would bring when he if he if he did come to LA, he would be more of that you know kind of the the receiving threat, um, 
than than anything else. But you know, but that's what Matthew Stafford loves. I mean, and that's what Sean McVay loves. He he rather have a passing offense than he would have a running offense. We've seen that in you know, honestly, every game except for the Green Bay game. Um, so yeah. it, it it is what it is. But you know, it would be a very interesting pick. Um, you know, I. I do agree that it would be an upgrade to what we currently have, but with Kyron Williams coming back, um, if currently you're you're with Kyron Williams and Daryl Henderson, that's a pretty decent combo. Um, but uh, you know, uh, having Carter in the backfield would would be would be good on my book as well. I, I think he's an upgrade over Henderson. I think he's a better version of Henderson. To be honest, Henderson, you get slightly better blocking, but like. Carter can be explosive off of uh, catching the sure. ball. Sure, and and I think that's where I'm coming from. Is like you know you you always have to balance that that threat of is he a good pass catcher? Which Henderson's a decent pass catcher. Um, you know, uh, running the ball, it's kind of hit or miss. It kind of depends on if his window's open, but you know, usually he can get about four yards or so if. Um, push comes to shove he's not an explosive player though like you mentioned you know if you're looking for henderson to get you 10 plus yards he's not your guy um that's just that's just not what henderson does he doesn't but, break first contact no and you know he he can get you that kind of extra yards just by kind of reaching but that that's about it um but he is a great pass i i i almost think he's underrated for his pass blocking like you go back and watch some of those blocks that he did like i mean it it is really good that to have a pass blocker um, and it's really important when you have a quarterback who, you know, has been going through some injuries recently and you need someone to be able to protect him because he is literally the last line of defense um, to Stafford. So um, just something to think about, but, um, yeah. but no, I think this would be a, a good pickup. Anytime we're trying to improve the weapons around Stafford and, and his protection, I think is, is, um, is great. Um, we didn't really talk about Hunter Long. Um, when we talked about the injury stuff, other than he's going to be reactivated. Do you think he's going to be? Is he is he going to bring something to the room? Because like he, we got him from Jalen Ramsey trade, but you know we we have Higby. We just signed Higby to an extension. So where do you see Hunter Long in this offense? I mean, he could get a role. I mean, let's be honest. Outside of it, Higby has been decent at blocking, but he hasn't been great. And he hasn't been great at being like running routes and like he hasn't been getting open and hasn't figured into this offense at all, even when Stafford was there. Well, it, well, McVeigh did comment after the game last, uh, you know, uh, last time was he what he, he's playing with some sort of injury doesn't necessarily make him not useful in the offense and something that would hold him back, but he's not something in his, I, I can't remember what it was, but something like in his hand or something that made it hard for him to catch a ball, but he still, he could still block things like that. You know, when you're playing through some sort of pain, you're going to make those kinds of mistakes, but you know, we, but again, um, don't, don't start him. If he, if he can't catch that, we don't pass to him. Well, it makes completely where the coverage doesn't have to go towards them. Sure. The defense. But I mean, I, but no one knew that. I mean, obviously that came out after the game. The The defense did not know that he was playing with an injured hand. Now they did. Now anybody may know that he's been, he's playing injured, but. I yeah. Don't know. But he, had, he, his play hasn't been pretty for four or five weeks. Like it just hasn't been great. 
like because yeah. I've been paying attention to him, uh, mainly because I was trying to pick up a second tight end in fantasy, and I was, I was just like, he's he's not even he he's not running routes correctly or not correctly. Sorry, he I'm, isn't I'm gonna be open. I'm going to be really disappointed when Hawkinson goes on by because I have him in both my leagues and I have Higby as my backup because literally I don't know who else to pick up other than him. Um, so it's going to be interesting when the Vikings go on by, but um, long, long way around. What I'm trying to say is I think Hunter long, one of these backup tight tight ends while Higby's going through this struggle period you have opportunity to get snaps and do something with those snaps. If he will or won't, I have no clue. Like we haven't seen anything from this guy since he's been traded as you know, fans. I mean, you don't really have connections inside the building. So like we're kind of going in blind and I'm like, I like the idea of him, but I don't haven't seen him play. So don't know. Yeah, I mean, and everyone's curious because this was part of the Jalen Ramsey trade. Like, is he going to actually bring something to this offense? And we've yet to see it, but maybe here in the next couple of weeks, depending on how things play out, we may say we may see more of him um, going down the rabbit hole. So, um, lastly, as far as our news before we get into our preview part, um, is the Rams are moving to a new practice field. Um, yeah, so uh, there you go. There's the rendering of the new temporary practice mm. field. So they're building a whole brand new temporary facility um, so that they do not, so that they have their own facility and that they're not playing at Cal Lutheran um, anymore, which they've been playing with, uh, playing there since they moved to LA in 2016. Um, it looks beautiful. Um, they're already starting to develop it. Uh, the fields are already kind of set. They're already starting to grow grass. They're playing on grass fields. <laughs> um, you know, play, practice on grass, play on turf. We won't go into that war right now, but, um, I, yeah, I this think looks, this, this is kind of cool. indicating they're, they're probably going to put grass inside of SoFi. Maybe, but the, but then you have the whole, like, world cup debate like they're not like they're not hosting the world cup anymore because they refuse to put grass in sofi like i think that's just, probably a part of this to be honest maybe but again like why would you turn that down if you were already planning on putting grass in your practice field because this wasn't an over this wasn't a oh we thought about this well this could be now a reaction of that because they were probably planning this separate from the World Cup stuff. And then. But those negotiations fell like a month or two ago, or like two months ago. Um, I think it would, I don't know, to make that kind of shift to be kind of interesting. But again, this is temporary. This isn't their actual, this isn't going to be their full-time facility. Um, they're basically going to have. I, I think temporary um, office space and scouting buildings and things like that kind of things on trailers temporarily. They're going to try to get this thing up and ready um, obviously before the 2024 season. Um, and I believe, let me just double check, but I believe it was by OTAs um, that they are trying to get this accomplished. Um, but it's going to be in Woodland Hills. I did forget to mention that. Um 
so yeah it's gonna be uh it's well, gonna it's be nice. interesting so any any thoughts about the the facility got two I mean, fields two big old fields nicer facilities uh impresses for agents and uh I don't know, Zach, but next year is supposed to be a pretty big year with free agents, right? So uh, that's right, that's right. So I mean, Kroenke has almost a you know a hundred acres of land to to make his dreams come true. Um, so we'll kind of see how the Rams continue to play that out. But um, really excited to see what they have. They've they've needed their own facility. I mean, if you're going to have a um, a team for the future, you're going to need you know, you're, you're going to need the facilities like that. And, you know, I know Cal Lutheran has been really great for them. Um, but you know, they need their own space. They need their own facilities. They need to have their own stuff. So they don't have to have, you know, I know this is only temporary, but you know, it's a, it's a different kind of temporary than moving into somebody else's house. Yeah. Okay. Zach, you want to preview the Seahawks, the six and three Seahawks? Against the three and six Rams. Um, after that first game, Zach, if you, if I had come to you and told you, hey, next time these two teams play, uh, one's going to look like a uh, contender for the NFC, be, I think, the third seed in the NFC, and uh, be on fire and the other one will be borderline uh out of the playoff race uh, potentially on the verge of getting a top five pick after that first game i would have been tempted to be like seahawks maybe but gosh what a difference a few weeks make huh yeah and i think i mean it, it you got to look at their schedule. I mean, their schedule is completely different than our schedule was. Um, you know, we go, we go up against the Cowboys. We, you know, we go up against the 49ers. We go against the Eagles. We go up against Steelers. Um, well, the Steelers, which are now also a six and three team. So, um, you know, you, you got that going on you. But you, you look God. at their, you look at our schedule, and it it, it is a lot tougher. The Bengals, uh, and you look at their schedule and. Their schedule, I don't know. To me, it looks it looks different in 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 our eyes um, a little bit. I mean, they got they had against us. Obviously, we faced them. We beat them. Uh, they came out and they did beat the Lions, which you know are a seven and two team right now. Um, they are a good, really good football team right now. Uh, but they did they did overcome the Lions. Or they did beat the Alliance. Uh, the Panthers, they beat the Panthers. It's the Panthers. Uh, they beat the Giants. It's the Giants. Uh, they beat the Commanders. It's the Commanders. Um, they beat the Cardinals. Again, not shocking. Um, so when you look at their kind of their biggest, their biggest uh, challengers, it was the Lions, the Bengals, the Browns, and the Ravens. You go by that schedule uh they are they lost all of them but lines no right. they they beat the browns oh okay yeah yeah so they're two and two if you look at the hardest teams that i think they've faced two and two okay. <laughs> yeah i mean 
I feel like the Seahawks were surprisingly good last year. Um, this year, it they're exactly – not exactly. I would say they're slightly worse offensively, and I feel like people are less caught off guard. I think Geno Smith is kind of showing his lack of ability to make, like, critical keys and, like, big situations um, mm-hmm. for the most part. Uh, we'll see, because they're typically, like, have had rocky ends of uh, of their seasons last few years. And, um, man, we have to win this game. Like We do we do absolutely have to win this game. Uh, you know, I kind of like to take a quick comparison to kind of their, their leaders versus our leaders. Um, you look at Geno Smith. I mean, Geno Smith has had 196 completions or uh, of 300 completions. Uh, 2,100 yards, 11 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Okay. You compare that to Matthew Stafford, who we know he obviously did not play one game, um, was injured pretty badly on, a, on it feels like, a couple of them. But um, he's 166 for 278, 2,000, just over 2,000 yards, eight touchdowns, and seven interceptions. Um, you look at their running backs, uh, Walker, 145 uh, carries. To Kyron Williams, who is still our leading back with 97 carries, um, 595 yards, 456 yards. Again, we haven't had Kyron Williams in several weeks. Um, so, I mean, we're comparing. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to compare because we haven't had a full season. But, like, you know, they both have six touchdowns. And Kyron Williams hasn't been out, hasn't been playing for several weeks. Like, what does that say about their their team a little bit and then you look at their their receivers their best receiver is dk metcalf with 37 receptions puka nakua has 64 you know he has 300 plus more puka nakua has 300 plus more yards than he does and they're they're they have the same touchdown ratio just because we cannot seem to ever get a touchdown it feels like these days um so i mean when you compare those like it, it seems like we have the better team but we also have an injury problem we don't know really how healthy Stafford is. I would say personnel-wise, we're a better team. We just can't execute. We've had one game, Seahawks week one, where we had good execution for the whole game on both sides of the ball. And I feel like for defense has been more consistent execution-wise. It's it's on the offense. It really is. Um Offense just it, some games. Uh, you'll have games where they have problems with drops. You'll have games where the wide receivers aren't running the routes Stafford is, is expecting. Uh, we've had games where a wide receiver is just like I said, can't even catch the ball. Don't know why. Uh, well, we have we, had times where our coach decides he doesn't want to run the ball ever, and we're just pass heavy the entire game. lots of different reasons of why i mean your points are exactly i'm just saying like i'm adding to your points like we've had games like every game is just it's something different that's a problem um and we never can have that cohesive game other than the week one game against seattle what i what i hope the rams don't do is they don't try to overcorrect their problem this week let's try to run against green bay i mean that but you also know, I mean, that's it's 
I don't want to go into the running debate because that that was harder because you knew that you don't have a quarterback to throw the ball. So you know that they're going to run more than they're going to throw the ball when you have yeah. rip it. But that's but my my point was is it was just adding to your point is you know there's there's just something that's gone wrong with this offense every single week and this week they need to not overcorrect. I don't want them running the ball a hundred, like uh, all the time, but I also don't want them throwing the ball all the time. Like I, I just want them to go back to their roots and I want them to like, not overthink things, not try to force things because they, they need, we need to win this game. Uh, I want them to take a step back and I want them to kind of like just mentally prepare themselves. Like it's, they just need to play the game. I, I think a big problem is kind of like that mental aspect of like, I feel like McVeigh doesn't just want three yards per carry. He wants that running back that couldn't, can hit that 20, 30 yard run at any moment. And I think that's why he levitated towards Kyron because he was starting to get those chunk plays every so often. Sure. And so like McVeigh's like, well, I'll give him a chance uh, in at least I have an opportunity to pop 30 with this play, and it makes it easier on me as a play caller where with Royce and, you know, as we said earlier with Henderson, like, you know what you're going to get out of that play. You're going to get two yards, three yards at best. So, like, something about McVeigh is, like, I don't want to deal with, like, doing it just to do it. Um, and he's got but you, But you heard the – but you heard the offensive line. The offensive line is calling for some sort of balance because if they always have to pass protect, they're just they're 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 putting themselves weaker on themselves. They run block like, better. They haven't been run blocking good. Well, I, I again, I don't disagree. I'm just telling you why this should be. Again, I, I I just go back to like I feel like there needs to be some parity because the, I agree. the offensive line is just saying, hey, like we can't just run the ball all the time because that's going to wear us out because we're pushing. And then when when you're saying, well, you also can't say they're passing all the time because then you're 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 holding back and then you're getting pushed back. Um, it, it's just again, it's it's one of those things where you got to be somewhat complimentary. And we, I think, all fans don't want to see three run pay, plays that fail and then three pass plays that fail. We want to see some mix in there. When something's not working, let's change it up. And I feel like sometimes we don't change it up. We just we just try, 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 or we always play like we're behind, even though we're not behind. Um, things like that. I want them to stay the course. I, I, Sean McVay is amazing coach, and I want him to continue. But I also want him to also be get creative again. Um, I feel like we've lost some creativity um, in our offense. It's it's not as fun to watch. Uh, occasionally, you know, maybe once or twice a game, we'll get a really good pass catch, and it's awesome. But then we go off and we we can't even we couldn't even kick a field goal out of it. Um, you uh, don't didn't like that Benny's Skoranek pass jet pass the jet sweep. No, I mean sh- no, no. <laughs> like give it to. I mean I know two has not. I know, but like man, Benny Sko, like like that's. I get what you were trying to do. You thought you were being more deceptive than you were, but like, you know, you need someone a little faster. I mean, he slipped a little bit, which didn't help his case at all, but like we need to disguise it better or something. I don't know. Um, you know, honestly, the, the play that like, you know, when Stafford got injured, that play, like that was a cool play. Yes. He got injured, 
But like, no one would have. Everyone thought it would have been really cool if he didn't get injured. Like, we would continue to talk about it in a positive light. But because he got injured, that play is now like dead in the water. It was bad execution. It wasn't thrown correctly. Sure, but he still caught the ball and still got the two points. So you don't want to put your QB in that type of situation. If you're going to call that, you better have that execution <laughs> down. Cause if he throws it like right in front of a linebacker and your QB gets nailed, then bam, you're out of the QB for like, it's just putting him in an unnecessary situation. And like, I don't mind that if you have the execution down and like, you see that with the dolphins and the Eagles, sometimes like they do these trick plays and it's just, on point and uh, same thing with 49ers every so often they do trick play and it's on point I feel like this is historically under McVay his trick play usage has been atrocious I think some of in the my opinion becomes it, it, I agree the execution is poor but you're also like when you I am sure when they did this in practice it was flawless and that's why they chose to line it up because they knew it was but Again, when you do a when you go up against practice versus a real game, things change. You know, Tutu Atwell. You know, he he's not he's was not ready to be a, an NFL quarterback to make that throw. Um, he 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 isn't. So I feel like there there is there's more pressure on that player. And so when you're executing it in real time, it's different than executing it in practice. They probably saw the execution was great, so they had it as a design play. But then when you go back and you're doing it live, it the pressure is just completely different. The atmosphere is completely different. The fans are completely different than what you're probably anticipating or hoping for. So I don't know. I, there's a lot that goes into it. I like the creativity of the play. I don't like the execution of the play, but I do like the creativity of the play. Yeah, I'm fine with creativity as long as – you know it's a surefire way not to put your cubing danger and you execute and they failed to do one of those. So yeah, it sucks, but uh, you know, hopefully they uh, get back into the lab and uh, we start working on that and we can win next eight games. Zach, that let's hope so. Optimal. Um, real quick before before we wrap things up, the only two um, you know, the Rams obviously did nothing during the trade deadline. Wasn't really expecting it, other than you know we got Carson Wentz, so there you go. Um, the Seahawks also picked up a uh, quarterback. Um, not sure you know of him. You know, he's only played in a couple NFL games of his of his career, but um, you know, uh, Rippin, I believe his name is. You know, Brett, mm. I think is his first mm. name. You know. That that's a big pickup, Zach. They needed a backup QB. Uh, you know, a, a lot of potential things that could go wrong with Geno Smith. And you know, Rippin's last game was uh something to behold. It was. It was. Uh, Pete Carroll. He loves to pick up players to try to you know get their insights. Um, so yeah, so Brett Rippon, he's on the practice squad for the Seahawks. So we'll see how that plays out in this week's, uh, battle. We can be irritated, Zach, but you know, if someone picked you up and gave you 50 grand to to give you insight on pod, like 
Do you don't believe that? I I, I know. Yeah, I, I get I get what you're going there. But do you believe <laughs> that the Rams probably would have picked Rippin back up on the practice squad if he made it through the waivers? I hope not. I'm just curious, like, you know, if he would have cleared the waivers, do you think the Rams probably. would have brought him back, at least on the practice squad? I mean, it, for some reason, uh, the Rams love certain people, and the front office just won't let go of them until their dying days. Um, it has to be beaten into the ground that a certain player is not it or isn't a good option for that team build. Uh so maybe, um, but but in all seriousness, the 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 Seahawks did make one decent move before the trade deadline, and they acquired uh, defensive lineman Leonard Williams uh, with the with the Giants. Um, Seattle sent over a 2024 second round pick and a 2025 fifth round pick to New York um, to make sure that their defensive line can handle. Because again, really, their defensive line when they were playing against the the Rams, at least in Week One. Um, you know, was not looking super stellar. Um, and, and, you know, obviously the Rams won that one pretty, pretty heavy headland handedly. So, um, any other thoughts, Gino Smith, you know, he's fine. He's fine. I mean, really good wide receiver trio that we locked down. Uh, we'll see if our DBs can do that again. Uh, Leonard mm-hmm. Williams, really good D tackle, especially stopping the run. I think that's something uh, Seattle needed, and it was a good pickup by them. Uh, uh, a lot to spend for him, but you know, I think he'll be worth it. Like in the second round, you're gonna find you're not gonna find much better of a D lineman than Leonard Williams. So you're basically spending a fifth round pick to pick up Leonard Williams. So. I like it. Uh, that's and, about uh, all. Yeah, and this, you know, we might have a couple more home games. <laughs> this will be one of them um, that we that that the Rams should hopefully have a steady crowd for. Um, but but we'll see. Um, hopefully, a lot of you guys can actually get out to the game. Please, 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 if you can go, go. Um, r- really support our Rams if you're in that LA area. Um, yeah. obviously me and Ashton wish we could, we do our best when, you know, they come to the East coast. Um, but yeah, we just yeah. want to try to fill that stadium. Uh, we want to see as much blue and yellow, um, as we possibly can. Um, anything else you want to say, Ashton, before we kind of wrap things up, uh, as you take a drink? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, again, thirsty. Uh, no, uh, I, I think this team, is lucky the NFC is so weak and we do still have potential. Uh, it's not to the point where we have to win out. I think we can only lose two games. So uh, there's three games that we, you know, we're going to have to pick off one of our, one of the three really hard games left uh, between the Browns, Ravens and 49ers. Got to beat one of those teams. Uh, and so this is a must. I mean, and then in that case, this is a must win game. Yes. Yes, uh, the only games that are like nice to have, I would say, are the Ravens or 49ers. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, this the success of this team this season is not going to be against their wins and losses. If they make the playoffs, 
that would be that's obviously ideal and we would want to see them but this season has been successful outside of that i mean you look at our rookie class and you look at Amazing. who we have picked up steve avila puka nakua uh byron young um turner um you know we've we've picked up these great rookies and they've all done amazing things as they were as they are um so it's definitely definitely not a uh, it's definitely not you know a it's failure a of a season um obviously it's kind of disappointing that you're wasting that you're quote unquote wasting a year with Stafford with Donald um and then you're kind of like the rookies who are making headlines you know we're not we're not seeing the fruition of you know more big plays, winning games, things like that. But I think that's still to come. I mean, our season does get lighter as we go on. Um, obviously, like we mentioned, we have at least two to three tough games that we're going to have to figure out if we can win those or not. Um, but we have the potential. We have the will. We have the fan base. Um, everyone's been super awesome as we get to, you know, discuss Rams every single week on all our social media platforms. So, Hey, why don't I plug them? Uh, you can find us on X at East coast Rams. Um, you can find me at Zach Mayer. You can find, uh, Ashton at Ram fan Ashton one. You can find us on Instagram. Just search for East coast Rams, uh, podcast. Uh, you can find us on threads. Um, YouTube, please, please, please. One of the biggest things that you can do for us is go subscribe to our YouTube channel. It is growing like none other, and we are so happy to finally hit over the 100 mark. And we've, you know, we've already gone up quite a bit since then. So thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone who listens. Um, YouTube.com uh, slash at East Coast Rams. Please subscribe, smash that bell. Make sure you listen and watch every single episode that we put out. If you are an audio listener, we thank you as well. We are on uh, Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are on every single platform that we could possibly put ourselves on. So please make sure you subscribe, review, five-star us, whatever you want to do. We appreciate it. Um, we'll be back next week. Oh, sorry, Ashton. You want to add something in there? Uh, yeah, guys, comment down below what you think the Rams record will be after the bye. Uh, go ahead and put those down, and uh, we may uh, read off some of your comments and uh, kind of use it as a discussion point, hopefully after a win next week. Yes, for our video listeners, please leave a comment down below. For those audio listeners, you can send us uh, feedback questions to feedback at eastcoastrams.com as well. Uh, but, yeah, we would love to know what your predictions are for the rest of the season, so please do that. Um so with that, I think that's going to wrap it up. We'll be back next week to talk about this week's episode, uh, the recap of the week 11, talk about any of the breaking news that happens in between there, and then also talk about our next component, going to the desert, to Arizona. But until next time, guys, whose house? Ram's house. <laughs>